comes to uh rice and peas or <laughs> rice and beans the mm. jamaican call it mm-hmm. um, i think ghana probably might have Squeak. my score number my be scoring ghana number two but what about I, nigerians don't have that nigeria we don't eat rice and peas and i will tell you this the difference between ghanaian rice and beans and caribbean rice and peas is the piece that they use which is beans but the caribbean call it be- peas is the vegan yeah we use black eyed peas while caribbean use kidney beans so using black eyed peas if you overcook it slightly it becomes soft so once once the rice goes in it, beca- it can be like a bit mushy which is what i think you tasted i didn't like but why using uh, black eye, uh, kidney beans, sorry, which is bigger, when you cook it, it doesn't get too mushy. That's why that's the difference. It's just the beans no. that it's used. Yeah. I don't believe that. That's the yeah. difference. I think, but it's still the same. It's I, the same. I think it comes from Ghana, isn't it? The origin, because I had a Somali, um, Suriname friend, and they say that they are very influenced by Ghanaians. They like most of the slaves from uh, Ghana. They were, they were settled in uh, Suriname, Caribbean, Atelians, like all that place. So I think it's an influence from Ghana. I doubt it. No, that's it. Well, yeah, in that in that case, uh, we probably score Ghana number two in the no, rice and peas when it comes to rice and peas. So let's give number two to Ghana. <laughs> Yeah, so Ghana, yeah. Well done, Ghana, for scoring number two. And um, what about what about? Yeah. So, what country is the most racist country in Africa? What do you mean by racist? Explain what? your racism. Well, I mean racism. You know, the racism in Africa is 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 very traditional. You know, African got um oh let let just put it let let take let's take the word racism out because when we're talking about racism because people like oh you mean like the european type racism no 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 we're not going that far so maybe so, discrimination let's just put it tribalism tribalism you know africa mm-hmm. got tribalism tribalism you know like oh if you're not for my tribe you can't get get married to my tribe right? because you know i'm a i'm Igbo, you yoruba and you hamster you chanty you you from uh you know you speak uh wolof from senegal so the love for tribal rival mm-hmm. problem which country do you think is worst practicing tribal problems i mean i think country is a bit generic isn't it because as Africa, we have so many tribes, so many cultures, so many. In a, in one country, you have about like how many cultures, how many tradition within a country. So say in a country is a bit too vague, I think. But I would say like maybe like the most popular culture or tribe that you know that oh you can't even think about getting married into that culture or that tribe. 
I think in West Africa, first place would be maybe Kumasi, which are the Ashanti. That's Ghana. All right, so. Yeah, and then on second place, I would say maybe Alsa. I think even that culture is a bit, or try, they rarely marry someone from outside, isn't it? If we have to be honest, I think Africa, you know, do practice a lot of this tribalism, which is, you know, it's already sad because uh, you can't do nothing if you're not from a particular tribe or, or creed. But um, the problem is the young generation has to, you know, has to then adapt into this culture for tribal rival tribal problems that we don't we don't we don't want to be part of i don't know the best country that practices that practice this i call this fraternity i don't know the best country that practices this definitely mm. i know nigeria is a very big country mm. nigeria is a very big country and and most of the ethnicity the you know uh, the groups the, the 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 groups in Nigeria practice all this, so it's hard to, for us to to score one group the best or the less who's practice you know in terms of this. But in Africa, this is something we have to get rid of. You know, so that's why we Definitely. you know we need to grow. You know, for us to grow as a people, we have to get rid of stuff like that. That's why yeah. we need no excuse talk and platform to discuss stuff like that. So uh, you know, so yeah. Politically, you have to give it to Ghanaians. I think they've been, uh, it's one of a stable countries and politically they haven't had any war, you know, any... When you look at it from political po- point of view, right? Yeah. When you look at it from political, you can... Ghana is the is the father of Africa. Yeah. You know, Ghana... Why is the father? Ghana, I thought Ghana was the mother. Well, it's whether it's a fa- yeah, father <laughs> or the mother, but I'm just in, yeah. in, what, what I'm trying to say is the, is the leading figure of ever, uh, yeah. Africa uh, when it comes to democracy, when it comes to self-governance. Why is that? And because Ghana has was the first country in Africa to have independence. Really? And that's what Kwame Nkrumah did. Kwame Nkrumah made that possible mm. to, to put Ghana in that pedestal whereby other Africans can, can, can replicate or imitate. Ghana, and I think Ghana has to follow up to the legacy of Kwame Nkrumah. So I think Ghana will be is the is the leader. So I think when it comes to politics in Ghana, yeah, they have to prove themselves all the time that yeah, they the first country who had independence in Africa, and they can do more by showing ex- an example. To a country like Nigeria, of course, which politics is just like a just like a game you know sometimes it, it can be very uh violent and um controversial as well so so nigeria is a big country and it's so hard to govern so but i think with the right people in place yeah that can happen but ghana 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 said the benchmark so do you reckon like because they the first people to get the independence somehow they're like the pressure to keep up the the image or keep up the it's, it's not about the figure or how do you say it? I don't think it's about the pressure. I think it's about you know you know understanding 
African is. Mm. It's what Ghana represents, you know. So being able to have independence, being the first to have independence in Africa, mm. they they understood first what Africanness means. So mm-hmm. they understood like so Ghana has set set that that mark in Africa that we can be self governed. So mm. Ghana has always made that mark. So thanks to Kwame Nkrumah for his vision and his dream to mm. believe that and see that through and make sure that everything went according to the way he wanted to go, which was Africa for Africans, you know. So mm-hmm. he did that and other countries saw that that was... Kwame Nkrumah made that possible. Other countries knew what he did and they, they started following uh, his lead. So uh, I think when it comes to politics, Ghana has a huge role to play to set an example to other other countries in Africa to say, you know, listen, yeah, we can do this. We mm. we, we ask for independence, you know, because when you think about it, look at it. Like we ask for independence from a European, and uh, after so many years, uh, we got the independence, and we still can't govern ourselves. But that's just a, that's just <laughs> a, a shame. It's a shame. Right? It's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame as a black people. So we yeah. have to grow and grow, grow. But I just hope that. The new generation of people who my podcasting, I'm talking to you, yeah, people who are listening to my podcast, the no excuse talk, you know, the new renaissance, you know, we, we're looking for the new brain, you know, the yeah. people with new ideas, people with new vision. That's why no excuse talk is here. You know, we're looking for new ideas and new new way of motivating our people. So, of course, you know, yeah. Africa has to do Africa has to be more than what it is now. You know, when it comes to jo- when it comes to politics, economic and and financial instabilities, yeah. Africa is like a wasteland. People might get offended, but that's just the truth. Africa is like a dustbin where other countries and other other people go in and and and, and uh, or use in a way that suits them. You know, so Africa is like a wasteland. You know, That's so right. Africa needs to grow. Africa needs to grow in a way that is gonna, uh, it, it can attract a lot of foreign investors. Mm-hmm. It can attract, firstly, attract its own people. Mm-hmm. If Africa doesn't attract its own people, if Af- if African in the diaspora doesn't see the need or the urgency back. to go to Africa to invest, what do you, who do you think is gonna go to Africa to invest? That's right, aliens. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, nobody would do that. So, you know, look at, at Saudi Arabia or uh, Dubai, for example. I don't know, 20 or 30 years ago, that country was a wasteland, mm. it was a desert. And mm. now look at Dubai today, you know, oh, Dubai, Dubai is taking over the, when it comes to uh, uh, design and architect and uh, Dubai is taking over, it's a leading partner in the global economy. So and tourism as well so africa has to then do more for its people to 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 come to see the urgency to go back to africa and invest if they don't see the urgency as an african people who do you think is going to see the urgency the white man or the european or the chinese no mm. of course listen nobody's gonna nobody's gonna nobody's gonna fix your house or till you fix it of so course. what do you think you people coming from outside go there to fix our home so we can then chill no and also i would like to add one thing about this like africans somehow have become so comfortable to become like a quote like a charity case so somehow africans expect other people or other race to to do for them i don't know if it makes sense like they expect other people to 
be compassionate about them because of what happened to them because of slavery because of poverty because of i don't know i don't know so many excuses so somehow they've become so so laid back and such a charity case that it breaks my heart because i think they're the most hard-working people they have their country that continent is so blessed that every every i don't know superpower needs to go to africa to gain their power to gain their strength or anything that they have to be so how come that with all these blessings that africa have all these natural resources how blessed that continent is and still they be like a charity case what do you think well is <laughs> well that's a good way of putting it, it's a charity case well you know this is what i think is you know it, africa has been a victim of of everything mm. from slavery to psychological um psychological i would say warfare war, warfare uh to uh demoralization and um to conflict mm -hmm. you know to sickness and diseases and africa has been a victim of other people um uh, abuse so yes you know I think it's normal for them to feel um, feel down about it, you know, because mm. uh, you know when you be a victim and you be brutally uh, brutalized for so long, mm. if that's the right word, uh, you know, it's hard for you to get up and and compete, you know, with other country. Mm. But again, if we tie if we tie everything down to being the victim of uh, of colonialism of of slavery of racism you know that's just going to fuel the excuses of not doing anything mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so you know so at the same time yeah but mm -hmm. african people are known to be a strong people so african people can be strong people if african people went through all this and, and see our life today that means we can the, the sky is the limit but by the end of the day they're not gonna help us That's they're not right. gonna they they ain't going there to solve the problem only they, africa can help they, africa. yes of course they're not going to go to, you know they're not they're not gonna swap europe for africa yeah no but you know you only africans can help africans you know so but in order for africans to help africans african itself has to realize has to come to a realization that you yeah. might not you might disagree with how I wear my suit how yeah. I wear my tie how yeah. I wear my shoes yeah you might disagree with my views but that doesn't mean you have to kill me that doesn't mean I have to be terminated because you disagree that doesn't mean me and you we can sit on the same table and have a, a conversation that's right just because our emotion is just too high that we can't control it. No, mm -hmm. of course. You know, African has to come to realization that we can kill, we can disagree with one another. But when it comes to Africa, the name Africa, when it comes to the, 
the future of our young our next generation we have to be able to sit down at the same table and have a proper conversation mm-hmm. and that's what africa are lacking they're not having a conversation because their emotion is just too high and it's just too high that they can't control themselves when sitting on the table to have a conversation and can't have a conversation with the african brothers it doesn't matter how how big is the problem yeah but if we can't sit on the same table and have a conversation as a man that means we are even worse than the problem that's why so of course a lot of countries don't feel empathy towards africa a lot of people don't feel empathy because they see us always want to be the victim because they we haven't proven for again and again and again we never prove we can't prove to how we can self-govern ourselves so it's really sad that some presidents in africa they abuse the power they abuse their position because they find no- they like yeah because i'm a president now i'm in charge of everything i'm this is mine i use it as i want and they abuse it because there's no accountability that's the thing there's no accountability there's yeah. no self-respect self-responsibility because yeah. sometimes when you are ma- you, you're man you you have a you have a responsibility you have a self-discipline you discipline there's no self-discipline there's no self-accountability there's no self there's nothing so they believe they can do what they want and they can do what they feel so of course and the group or the people or the people in power can't hold them accountable because they are the they're the victim yeah so i mean so yeah. that that's what that's what Africa is. Is Africa is a big mess, and a big mess. I can I keep saying it. I will say it again. Africa is a big mess because if Africa is not a big mess, why is it here today? We see the world one so.